Alright. Hey everybody. We back again. We back. There you go. One more game. Uh, I'm Spencer, and that's our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. <laughs> Patrick doing a dance. Uh, and this is the Different Spectrums podcast. I'm done. Oly, 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 oly. Okay, so in this podcast, we talk about movies, shows, and mental health, but we also have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. Sure, you're gonna, you're gonna cancel it, but okay, don't say that. Don't take don't say that. Um, also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it uh, today. We are going to be taking a look at a scene from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, in this scene, uh, we have Gohan being attacked by the character Nappa. Yes, Nappa. Nothing? All right, cool. Nope. Are you going to go for something there? All right. And uh, Piccolo jumps in to save him. All right. And... This is very different from what we've seen in previous uh, iterations of Dragon Ball, because Dragon Ball in Dragon Ball, Piccolo was the enemy and was the nemesis of Goku, and so uh, we kind of see uh, Piccolo grow and actually start to like Gohan and actually humans, um, so or Saiyans I should say, because they're not technically humans. Don't want to screw that up. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be taking a look at this scene. Uh, Nas, what are we going to be talking about in this scene? I don't know. Nothing but no damn enemy. That's a lie. That's a damn <laughs> lie. Everyone has watched Dragon Ball Z. I have. They used to be on super late. I remember, well, it might have been on earlier, but I would always watch it at like midnight uh, at the house long time ago, like middle school, like 2004 mm -hmm. type stuff, uh, maybe earlier. But today in the scene, uh, Spencer's going to bring up the, the clip itself, and then I think I'm going to dive into it in a couple different ways. We're going to look at friendship, mentorship. Instead of being the supervisee side and like talk about poor leadership, we're actually going to the other side. And what, what are you looking for in a good leader? Uh, but then also we could talk about friendships and romantic partners. So we're going to talk about intimacy and connection, interpersonal skills. Uh, that's where we're going to try and go. I mean, who knows? Last last episode, we ended up talking about uh, peaches. So, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Talk about a lot of things in the show. All right. Let's check out the clip. Woody whoop. Woop whoop. Woody woody whoop. We need you. <laughs> While the others watched in vain for news of the battle, the Saiyans continued their ruthless conquest as Nappa unleashed the full force of his rage on Gohan. Gohan, find out next on Dragon Ball Z. Okay, kid. 
No sweat. <laughs> no, you can't be hurt, Piccolo. You just can't. We need you. I, I'm not gonna make it. It's up to you. You must stop them. Piccolo, hold on just a little longer. My dad's coming. He'll save us. Just hold on. Ah, oh, too bad. I wanted to take my time with the Namek. Oh, well. I can still have fun with the kid. It's ironic, isn't it? After all my years of training to defeat your father, I'd go out like this, trying to save you, his son. <laughs> Piccolo! Gohan, you're the only real friend that I've ever had. I want to thank you. Just hold on a little longer. I still remember the first day I brought you here. You were small, helpless. You've changed so much since then. The harder things got, the more determined you became. The more dangers you faced, the stronger you grew as a warrior. I know I was hard on you, but it was for your own good. You're like the son I never had. I'm proud of you. No, please. Goodbye, my friend. And we are back again. We're live! And direct. So, just watched the scene of uh, Piccolo dying for Gohan. I like pickles. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is a big scene because, uh, like we saw big kind pickle. of in the flashbacks. Shut the... Okay. Uh, like we saw in the flashbacks. Uh, Piccolo was uh, always trying to just make Gohan quit. Um, but Gohan kept on persevering. And he stayed with it. And got his ass whooped multiple times. Like, a As lot. <laughs> yes. I remember when you first see Piccolo training Gohan, uh, Piccolo just literally left him on that on that hill. And, and there's like a big ass wolf or something or this animal that tries to attack Gohan. But then he figures everything out and then he beats the shit out of that dog and then I think eats him. Um Circle yeah. of Life. He wants to he was trying to teach him survival, right? But he was always like but then you see him like he was always just sitting watching like, not too far away. Yeah, and yeah. watching him. So he wasn't always just in real danger. He was always trying to, you know, teach him. Yeah, he's cuckold. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you explain to the people what cuckolding is? No, I am not doing that. Yeah. Oh, you could say it, but you can't explain it, huh? All right, cool. Sounds good. It's <laughs> fucking show. Um, so uh, a reason why I brought this clip up was I thought it was a good um, chance to see uh, like an anime character grow. Um. Especially with Piccolo, since, like I said before, he was, you know, the nemesis of Goku. And so, um, and it's just a heartwarming scene. It's heartwarming. It's one of those scenes where old school Dragon Ball Z people are just like, I remember that. Plus, I have not seen any of the new Dragon Ball, so I have no idea what the fudge is happening with that stuff. I have no idea. Apparently, like, Frieza comes back, but he's gold. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Yeah, no idea. Uh, but yeah, so Nazir, what do you think of the clip? And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, so at first, you see this big buff dude, and you're like, God damn it, anime is always making everyone buff as hell. <laughs> yep, and then Piccolo buff as hell, and then the kid's like a hobbit. And then he's just going to be buff as hell yeah. one day, like everyone else. Then you got Krillin, who's just bald as shit. Yep. Yeah, I know. I related to him. <laughs> you like, eh, like him? Yeah, I like I him. Like I him. like that one. I like that guy. <laughs> it's like Wong from. Uh, 
Oh, from okay. Eternal. All right. All right. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So. I think that was always funny looking at the art, the over dramatization of anime. So we talked about it before in some animes. A lot of folks on the spectrum love some animes because it's over dramatic. Uh, their reactions, their emotions, their expressions are, are are very expressive. It's very extreme, and thus it's easy to pick up, easy to interpret. You know, and then the narrator usually kicks in and tells you what they're thinking or feeling. So it's very upfront all of it. And so there's a lot of neurodivergent folks that will go to that realm. Instead of your basic normal sitcoms, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very common thing. So I thought about that too when I saw the super dramatic expressions. And then right, you see Piccolo, he sacrifices himself, right? Um, so there's an element to that. There's that teacher student bond. There's mm-hmm. that could be that therapist client bond. It could be many different types of bonds. Your child and your loved one, right? It could be your romantic partner, you taking a bullet. You were my only friend. So that was the next thing. So I'm like, your only friend was like a five-year-old? <laughs> hey, he's at least ten. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say. Well, that's how lonely he is. Like, he cut every, like, nobody, because, you know, he tried to take over the planet, so people aren't really keen to talk to him, you know? And he's very off. He's kind of off-putting. Yeah, too. he's, yes, yeah. like, aggressive and stuff. So how did Excuse me. How did he end up becoming in this mental role? Did Goku um, put him I in think, that role? Yeah, I think Goku. Um, if I remember correctly, Goku um, asked Piccolo to train Gohan. Okay. Either that, or he was, or yeah, I think while Goku was away, he was just like, "Can you train my son?" Okay. Or it was like that older. Um, that older Piccolo looking guy, he might have told him, like, hey, Gohan or Goku wants you to train Gohan, all that stuff. Okay. Can't remember correctly, but either way, um, Goku was probably like involved in it. Okay. And yeah, so I think so. I also thought about when you first told me, um, again, it's kind of like the Crosshair episode that we talked about from the Bad Batch uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So, right. You've got this character that's been through some stuff. He's been a bad guy. He's been a villain. And then now he's technically like in this good role. So he's got Mm -hmm. some innate flaws, some fundamental broken pieces, but he still finds worth and purpose. And through serving someone else other than himself, instead of taking over the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. I actually related to that because I was a, uh, for lack of a better word, what we call a shit ass. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, my hands are dirty in a few different things. I wasn't the best person, this and that. I feel like a lot of us were toxic to many people growing up. And then we get mm-hmm. older, we mature, right? And so now we live outside of ourselves instead of just being very selfish. And we're in this giving role, this caretaker role. And it's fucking awesome, dude. Because mm-hmm. life for many of us now has meaning. We're like, what? Right. I can actually like do things instead of just like buy shit. <laughs> huh, interesting. This is so interesting. Helping and teaching and loving and nurturing. I'm like, this is why people do this. Hmm. Also, I'm like, if I do all this good stuff, maybe I'll get into heaven. If there's so, I don't know. Like, I'm, can I can I can I can I like bank a lot of stuff and then I can do more bad stuff later? I don't know how this exchange works with heaven and hell yeah like how much <laughs> yeah. good do i need to do where's the scale at because like if i save a lot of people can i murder two people i don't oh my <laughs> can i just stab him a little bit not you know fatally just you know make can him I bleed just a little cut off his toe and then keep it in my pocket Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> i do not condone any violence people Shut up. It's like the third podcast where you're stabbing somebody. It's just a reoccurring thing now in the pod, yeah. I do not condone anyone. Okay. It's uh, reoccurring. I don't condone it. Uh, I thought that was a good thing to think about. Maybe some folks can relate to Piccolo, man. Uh, just because oh, yeah. you've done some bad shit, just because maybe you've been to prison... Just because maybe you hurt someone or you got some DUIs, maybe you got kicked out of school like I did. Just maybe you failed some classes. Doesn't make you fucking worthless. That's where my mind immediately mm-hmm. went to relating to Piccolo in that mm-hmm. scene. Because I'm helping out a lot of younger folks now 
And the other's like, Nas, you're the nicest person, Mr. Zerka. They don't actually sound like that. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck are you saying? But they're like, you're so nice. You're like the big brother I never had. I'm like, no, I'm like the asshole brother that you didn't want. Get on my bad side. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Get on my side while I'm not that. actually trying to help you. <laughs> you don't want to see that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was a good story arc. Uh, and then mm-hmm. lastly... Jesus Christ, man. I mean, right? He's dying, and then the kid's, like, crying. It reminded me of uh, Simba uh, and his dad. Yeah. He's like, don't die of it. No. Get up, Dad. Get up. Get up. And then he's, you are my only friend. That was tough, man. There's a lot of trauma, obviously, in him. The kid's attached. Oh, yeah. He's attached. Uh, so that's why I thought it would be good to talk about interpersonal stuff, how to know people are safe. There's a bunch of stuff we can go for this on this pod. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, honestly, um, so what would you say, um, what would you say kind of your relationships that you've had that are similar to this? Let's kind of get into that. Like, <laughs> where it's, where you just are like trying to kick them off the, kick them off the cliff, but they just keep coming back. <laughs> Keep coming back. <laughs> you already know who I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> you you kick him off the cliff like 80 times and he just keeps coming back. I'm like, are you stupid, girl? <laughs> Why would girl, you just go? You ain't right in the head, girl. <laughs> She's like, I love you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so I've got. A... <laughs> you have a few of those people. I, I have. I have tons of them. Um, One tons of the guest and, it... and co-host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the co-founders, Colin. He'll eventually come back to the pod. You know, he's just traumatized. Um, he's like actually... a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she can lift her head up now and she's like oh. bobbling and like moving and stuff and like kind of like dancing it's either that or she's Aww. lifting her head up uh she's struggling yeah. just like oh, yeah she's well, dancing supposedly her head's like in the 90th percentile so it's like a big head for her size yeah it's a big old head yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah eventually colin will come back uh I've got a lot of students that I mentor, a lot of neurodivergent folks I like to tease. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Right. It's just kind yeah. of fun. Um, I yeah. don't know if this makes me a psychopath, but saying funny stuff that's sideways that should be said this one way, and then I say it a different way that's completely incongruent of what a normal sentence should be. And my neurodivergent mm-hmm. folks are like, what? And then they pause, and then they laugh. And I'm like, I got you. Uh, yep. Like, today with a human... <laughs> I can't remember who exactly what I said. I said, "Oh yeah, they, they, they." I got some folks who set some boundaries to cut some people off, right? Uh, and then you know, I said, "Or you can just send them a text and tell them how you're sorry and it's all your fault and you blew over, blew everything, and you apologize." And I got quiet, <laughs> like I pulled back and I didn't say anything. I just stared at them and they just like, "Yeah, I shouldn't do that, right?" I'm like, "No, you dumbass." <laughs> You know what, though? People need to know on this show that sometimes I can't, no one can tell when you're joking except yep. for you. And I know. You're just like, gotcha, stupid. <laughs> hey, maybe you should just like walk into that fire real quick. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Okay, bye. Um, I see. And it's like, I was joking. I was joking. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that's fun. Uh, we, we laughed about it and then, but sometimes I'll say those sarcastic things to see mm-hmm. what people's reactions are. If, if it's just a joke, that's one thing. Therapeutically, yeah. I'll see if they actually agree with that. So the person I said that, I'm looking like, hmm, you going to agree with this shit? And then they, after we laughed about it, you know, I do actually feel like that would be an option. I'm like, okay, you're not going to do that, but let's talk about why you actually feel like you want to do this because of guilt and shame 
or is it fear? And we broke a lot of things down. It turns out it was fear of that other person mm-hmm. um, and not that they feel guilty about setting boundaries. And so I, I use it as like cannon fodder sometimes. We've got uh, a bunch of students that mean, you know, at St. Mary's uh, that I used to do therapy with, group therapy with, then some that I just mentored. Um, and so some of the homies are on different places in the United States now, and I'll tease them. Uh, and I'll laugh with them, and they just keep coming back. Like, I got a bunch of them send me memes and texts all the time now. Uh, they're like, how you doing? And then we'll have a legit human talk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn it. I just want to bully you. Why do you have to be real? Yes. <laughs> um, so it, it's a thing. It, it's a thing with me for sure. I've been like this since I was young. Uh, it's just less malicious right. now. It's Because uh, everyone knows that I love them and that I'm supporting them and pulling them through the fire. So if they actually need me to man up and talk, well, then I'll do that. Um, right. well, so it's a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. I do it in therapy. My students enjoy it. You also have to know what students to do it with. Uh, you can't do it with all your neurodivergent students because they'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Why? Why does he keep making fun of me? Why? <laughs> I think I asked. Every time. I, I think I asked once too. I'm like, are you okay with me joking around? She's like, yeah, it's okay because <laughs> we only meet for like once every couple of weeks so I can take it. But if you were my friend, I could not take it. I was like, but good to know. I feel like I should yeah, back off fun. then with you. Yeah. Probably a little bit. Yeah. I don't remember who that person was. So I'll never, uh, it looks like I'll probably just go right back to normal. <laughs> just keep like, going out over and over yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a piece of shit. I know. I think we've come to the conclusion you're just an asshole. Yep. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. In saying that, mm-hmm. I mean, you're kind of the same way too, though, because I've seen you go at Dom and other people. So, yeah, you're just the same. I know. That's why we click well. Just talk yeah. shit. Yeah. That's how we met. We just started talking shit about people while they were playing basketball. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I remember. I was sitting there. I was on I remember crutches. Visual. I, was, I was on crutches and I was just sitting on the sideline. And all of a sudden, you come next to me out the game. I don't even think you went back in the game, really. I think you maybe went in for like a couple minutes. I was too but fat. Ever since then, you just talking shit. So yeah, shit. I was talking shit to everybody. <laughs> I remember what we said, but we were talking so. Well, much I like shit. to commentate games, and so I'll be commentating and talking oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I like Mike to hated that shit so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I used to love it, boy. When he instigated it, it was so funny to get him mad. <laughs> Yep. He just gets so frustrated. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, Man, good pass, asshole. <laughs> he just... Yep, air ball. Well, so we'll close that window, dog. Yeah, man. What a breeze. I'm cold. Yep. Else cold in there? I love instigating things uh, on the basketball court. It's just fun. Same. I but do yeah, too. that's how we met. I remember being so out of shape that I'm like, I, should, I can't go back in. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting oh, yeah. here and talk. <laughs> what position we you play? I, I play. We talk to each other. We just talk. No, we're like just talking them. at people. Yep. I play yeah. position in basketball, folks. Just so you know, because of my oh, size and my agility. Yeah. I play center, okay. guard, Stepping and forward. On people's feet. <laughs> center, guard, and forward. Yeah. I sit in the center of the bench. I look forward to getting in, and I guard the water cooler. Yeah, how many you get you average like 10 feet stepped on per game. It's the worst. I hated guarding you. It's so yep. bad. I get a couple of butt touches in there too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking laugh. <laughs> He's like, why do I know this person? Oh. I do not contain condone touching anyone in the front. Contain. <laughs> contain. You're okay. lagging a little bit. Oh, am I? Well, yeah. I would am I back? cut it here and then. Okay. Am I back now? Yeah, you're good. You sure? Yep. Okay, good. yeah, now we're good. All right, I'll cut it here. There we go. All right. Uh, so after that little lag session, uh, 
But yeah, I think we, me and you have both been in this type of position to mess with folks, but also knowing that we love and we want to protect them. Uh, oh, yeah. So throwing yeah. it back at you, do you, you see yourself doing that with other folks, friends, partners, other like little younger folks? I don't know if you have a lot of younger folks in your life. Really? I mean, like sometimes when I play pickup basketball, like the Y or something is usually younger kids that play. Okay. Um, you know, but I don't really, I don't really talk that much. I don't even talk trash that much, honestly, when I'm playing because. No. Yeah, and you don't have to. like nieces and nephews that you like uh, mentor and stuff like that, do you or no? No. All my no. nieces and nephews are out of state. Yep. So. Um, you just yeah, I don't really talk to them. Uh, it's mainly like people that, you know, are my friends. Like if they're like a couple years younger, um, you know. That I might try to mentor them a little bit, but nothing much. Yep. Honestly. Um, Consult. Maybe that's about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me, I just I love talking. Um I mean, I I I love just talking smack to people sometimes. Like not in a bad way, but like, you know, teasing. Sometimes just to see like how far I can push them. And I'm like, okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Teasing is fun. It is very fun. It is. It's long, so fun. Yeah, long I do the dom all the time. As long as it's not malicious. No. It, yes. And that's the thing. Like, I always try to keep it just, like, fun and everything. I, I mainly go for, like, the, like, either try to, like, gross somebody out, especially, like, dom. It's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Or, you know, just try to get, like, what the, f what? <laughs> what? What are you saying? I remember... I remember when uh, the homie Little Terry had a crush on you, and oh. and they were like, "I think I like him." And I was oh, like, "Here we go." Do you like it? Because I just enjoy being around him, and he makes me smile and laugh. I was like, "I think you like him as a brother, uh, as yeah. a friend." And so they had to go yeah. back and consult and stuff like that. But some, yeah. and that kind of leads into the pod. What we're talking about today is is how do you right. know when you like someone? True. As a partner, as a friend, as a mentor, as a therapist. I mean, you don't necessarily right. need to like your therapist. But you you do need to work well with them. You're not always mm -hmm. going to like me. Sometimes my clients fucking hate me. Uh, Fair enough. So maybe that's uh, where we'll transition here. Uh, and I'll throw it back to you again. Hmm. How do you know... And I want you to legit get into some 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 thoughts or some emotions here. Not necessarily emotions, like crying emotions, but like how do you know when you like to dumb? Or how did you know when you like partners? Uh, like right. Or friends? All right. I, what, mm -hmm. What's you like, ah, shit, maybe I can trust this motherfucker. I feel like with you, before we get through, I feel like you, it takes time. Mm -hmm. For one of the main things for you is t time. Oh, yeah. That's what I yeah. thought. It takes more. It could be like a couple good times you feel good, but then you like to see it consistent. It all depends on, um, it all depends on the situation. Now, if like, say it was like a casual thing between me and like another woman, it takes a shorter amount of time probably for me to like really trust them rather than, and like really spend time with them, um, than to, you know, a deeper one than it is for like having a relationship because, uh, when it's a relationship, that's when it's all in. Pretty much, you know, it's it's one of those things where I have if if I know that I can be around you like all day and not get annoyed, because a lot of the times if I'm around some people, I just like can only spend a certain amount of time with them uh, before I get like annoyed or if like they're just their personality just doesn't fit mine to where I want to be around them too much. Right. And so. I've gotten to know exactly what I like in people. Um, for Dom, it was more of um, she could take jokes, honestly. Um, I could just ball bust with her, and she just is like, okay. <laughs> she can go like, with it. She's good at going. Oh, yeah. And she, yeah, she goes with it, and she, like, and she doesn't just, like, sit there and be like, wow, he's really talking shit to me. Like, no. She, like, she dishes it back, too. Yep. You know? She's true. She does. She is, and she's so quick with That's what, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. That's what really got me to really like her was just her personality, and um, how could how like because a lot of fucking 
a lot of fucking women cannot stand me at all <laughs> which is fair a hey, lot of men too if we're, we're gonna keep counting now hey i know he's an asshole yep um <laughs> he just ugly. yeah so jesus Christ. don't be jealous all right that's just jealousy talking that's just jealousy <laughs> he's ugly as shit and he's short he's short too yeah. all right motherfucker. um but yeah um that's what really gets me to um want to be with somebody especially long term is just do i want it can i stay in a room with you all day and like she especially dom she doesn't really pester she likes her own time right she doesn't yep. just pester me all the time she wants to spend time with me yep. but at the same time she loves like having her own space too she's not clingy um and sometimes having a clingy person it's just too much it's like okay can we just get some space here like i don't need to suggest space she knows she wants her own space mm -hmm. and that's what i really love about her and that's um and for the like for any of my like friends i have um i usually a stick with the humor like you gotta have my humor, but then also um, we know when to just vibe and chill out. And cause I'm not a hundred percent like on person. I can't be on 24 seven. I have no, to shut it down. A lot of times when we're talking and hanging out, you're quiet. Yeah. But so am I. And that's the thing. So. Yeah. And that's what, and that's why we vibe so well. Cause, and then, you know, I have nowhere we can just spark like a conversation. <laughs> just, I know. A lot of people can't can't hang with that because they're, like, they're like, damn, they go to a hundred. How did we get here? Wrecked <laughs> chicken? What? Where did that come from? Why are we murdering people with car dogs? <laughs> it doesn't make See, any There's no logical judgment. <laughs> so for me, it's, it's all about um, just being able to vibe with somebody and that's a vague thing but it's True. it's my type of thing it's 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 hard to explain sometimes because like an like instant i could be like annoyed as shit and i'm just like i don't want to be here but and that's the thing like whenever i'm with dom like i'm never really annoyed with her i'm always just like chill and always being able to just you know talk shit and she's you know and then we cuddle yeah, very loving. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So you're able to be very comfortable around her. And so, mm -hmm. right, me, the counselor, I talk to humans about this all the time. Right. Uh, or I have people that come to me and that are comfortable with me, and I ask them why. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I feel like you shouldn't be comfortable with me because I'm fucking weird. Uh, yeah. But they come to my office and they sit down. They're like, hey, it just feels very casual in here. And I'm like, well, the other offices are like warm and inviting and like nurturing. And mine is mm -hmm. just like, nerd, nerd, nerd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I feel like that gives off a weird vibe. But people seem to like it. Uh, and so that's one thing. Um, and then I'll ask people, so, you know, what, what makes you relaxing? It's just the way you talk, the conversation based. And then you'll lead me into certain things, but then you'll give me time to speak. Mm. I do my best because I'm big, mm -hmm. because I'm brown, because I'm a male. I've always done my best on how to like make people feel safe around me because I'm scared that I scare everyone. And I do, I do scare people. And so I'm good at making myself present more cuddly. I'm also really good at reading people and, and fitting the thing that I need to fit based on right, the code uh, that's in mm -hmm. the room. So I'm good at changing my personality, but sometimes I don't even change my personality in there. I'm just asking fucking dead face questions. Like For legit me, in the office, I'll just you, be murder though. face. But that's the thing with you. Like you don't force your personality on anybody because mm -hmm. you. Oh, no. That's the thing. And I think a lot of people of color really try to um, try to not do that. Try to force their personality on somebody because you don't know. Right. There's always that kind of like you don't know what's that person's thinking and what they like, what their intentions are. Right. And so that's also a big thing, I think, for a lot of people. I think that's why people are attracted to that, because it's, you know, you don't force anything like you let them kind of come to you 
and then and then that's when your personality comes out right it's a little yep. bit like you said it's more sprinkling on than anything yep. you know little by little you're sprinkling on your personality to people instead of just like right away like i'm a doctor leave me alone. like trust me i know what i'm doing yeah I'm a doctor oh shit i'll be like shit i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> they'd be like what I, guess, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with you all right <laughs> yeah i said you got the dumb one you got the dumb counselor in the whole state i can't even spell <laughs> and then uh and so I, I sometimes i like to swear when i'm talking to students and like i'll be like mm-hmm. can i swear it's cool if i swear they'll be like oh that's awesome they get relaxed Sometimes I'll make like uh, when I'm doing the intake and I ask about drugs and stuff like that, I'll say it in like some funny ways to make it relaxed. Um, <laughs> like I'll just say things to make people more relaxed to make sure that well, we're just having a conversation. It's just two humans talking right now. This shit ain't this shit ain't intense right. now. I'm not a doctor, like a medical doctor. Right. Um, I think the fidget gadgets help. A lot of students, a lot of my neurodivergent students tend to regulate with those gadgets in the office and all the different toys that I got. Uh, like I say, it's, it's just uh, people feel safe because I allow them to be them, and then I sprinkle on my stuff because I get a lot of students who be like, yeah, man, they didn't say nothing to counselor. Or, yeah, man, they were just too bright and bubbly, and I didn't trust it, and they were like the happiest person I ever met. And my students are like, bitch, I'm depressed. Like, I'm trying not to die, and you over here smiling right. and shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, valid. Uh, Welcome. My old boss at St. Mary's, people didn't like her because they thought she was being fake. And I'm like, no, she's legit that nice and happy. Like, that's legit her. Um, yeah. I like, always tell that, though. With some people. Yeah, some people just don't like people that are overly, like, happy. They, they, they think have it's somebody fake. that's working at, like, a drive-thru or something. I'm like, hi, welcome to Culver's. How are you today? You're like, all right, calm the fuck down. All you right. spit in my shit, didn't you? <laughs> you know. I, about to pee in the we pee in the sprite, don't you? About to do it. I, I know. I knew that looked like Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a thing, man. Uh, and so I ask students sometimes, and my some student, one student was like, "Now nah, is this where you want me to tell me that uh, you want me to tell you that I like you as a human, and like you want me to gas you <laughs> up right now? Is it, are you making this about you right now, like my mom does?" Jesus. Well, this is my one student that we, we talk a lot of shit back and forth, and so they like to oh, fuck okay. with me. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, bitch, I will kill you right now. Like, I will literally drop kick you in the head. <laughs> also, I think, like, when we say these, like, I say the safe shit to people. I'm just like, just tone it down before you get drop kicked. Right? <laughs> tone it down. Tone it down. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. It's like just having that kind of overly, like, overly... Aggre- not aggressive humor, but having that kind of humor where you're like, oh, yeah. I will punch you in the chin. We'll see a lot of my neurodivergent students, they have dark humor or very like yeah. outlandish humor unless they get in trouble whenever they talk about things. And so in my office, mm-hmm. you can say whatever the fuck you want. But no, I'm going to say some shit back. And True. like our ADHD can bounce off of each other. I should also say that most of these clients that I am laughing with and having good times with, mm-hmm. just this human, there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of other things that are going on and sprinkled in. So it's some deep sessions. Right. But then, you know, I validate some of that kooky side of them uh, and we get to working. Uh, So for me assessing, Mm -hmm. I was talking to a human today. I said, so I'm trying to, a lot of my students have social anxiety. A lot of my neurodivergent students, social anxiety. A lot of, everyone has fucking social anxiety now. No one wants to talk to anyone these days. True. Um, and so we were talking about Tinder and they're like, well, I don't really know. If, I mean, I talked to some people. Right, they sent me a message. I, they matched. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't reach out to them, which is fine. Because like, why do I need to do this? Like, I don't even want to really talk to them. I was like, well, I thought we wanted companionship. And I was trying to teach you on how to socialize, to become friends, to become maybe romantically attracted, to maybe date. Like there's an evolution. Oh, I'm like, yes, there's an evolution to this shit. You don't just go right into friendship. Like it has yeah. to build somehow. Um and so, right, I ask these people, like, how do you know you're attracted to someone? Because for me, it's, if you're dating on the apps or talking on the apps, is I'm, I'm investigating. I don't fucking care what your day is when I, when I text you on these apps back in the day. Anyways, not now. I don't care what you did for spring break or, you know, how's your biology class going? I'm <laughs> looking to see your intelligence. I'm looking to see if you're funny and sarcastic, if you're a little yeah. nerdy. Um, 
I'm looking to see if you're a little weird, but also intelligent and kind. And right. so, you know, you find it in humans that that sassiness, but also intelligence and kindness. At least I do. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, I am in love with this person. There's this person in our doctorate, uh, in our program. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I've told you and Colin about this at times. But she she is gorgeous, but I, I think she's uh-huh. like in her forties, so she's much older than me. And she's just mm-hmm. so funny. She mm-hmm. is just so funny, and I love it. And I realized it after I liked a few of her posts. I didn't know it was her. And then finally one day, yeah. I'm like, who is this? I'm like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. It's you. I went on like an hour stalk to see who they are and if they oh were dating someone. <laughs> Come on, no ring on that finger. No, no ring on that finger. No ring on that finger. I remember dance, actually baby. engaging with them, added them as a friend and all that shit. And I'm like, yeah, they're dating someone. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. Damn it. Also, it's long distance, and so I was—I mean, I never shoot my shot long distance because I don't see the point. Um, but when someone's that funny, charismatic, highly intelligent, doing a doctorate, I'm like, "This is some stuff that I—I I like, Daddy love." Jesus Christ! Uh, and I don't know if other people find that. I remember trying to date here and there, man, and you just find mm-hmm. the humor, the sassiness, the quick wittedness, and they're like, they snap back at you with something. I'm like, ooh, I like ooh. It. Wait a minute. We have a play thing going on here. <laughs> she trying to have my babies. <laughs> Why do you always turn into a fucking fat black woman? <laughs> Ooh. Got biscuits. Mm. The biscuits are burning, huh? <laughs> Jesus. It's a new girl reference. Smith's <laughs> like, I don't understand the reference here. <laughs> the biscuits are burning. Mama needs her biscuits. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so I know what I'm attracted to. Um, right. Body, looks, and all that stuff, it, it changes. With every human, I can be attracted to certain things depending on personality. Personality can make me super disgusted from a lot of people. There's a difference between yeah. being attracted sexually, attracted mentally. Yeah, there's a difference being attracted like when you know this is a short term thing versus like I'm going to marry this individual I'm going to build the life of this individual a lot of different attractions Mm. there's a friendship attraction Um, Mm. so for me uh, that would quantify himself as legit a sapiosexual some folks Mm. pronounce it sapio I don't fucking know because I can't read or spell Um, (laughs) but you're attracted to this like intelligence it's the, right. it's the, I'm telling you, something about that quick-wittedness. Like you said, me and you, we vibe along. Anytime I meet mm-hmm. a woman that can vibe along like me and you, yeah. and, and they're Which out there, because you do it with Dom, though, so it's a thing. It is. And, and if they're I have, there, but they're also rare, man. Like, they're rare. I've had a lot of homegirls, though, that, that can do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's rare, because some of that vibing and talking trash can be seen as very masculine. Yeah. Yep. Seems like, very masculine. Gosh, can't you have like a real conversation? Get the fuck out of my face. True, but also I'm saying like for the women though, they could be seen as masculine if they were to be like tr- like quick witted like that, and so some may hold that back. Um, True, I I think so, but I think also like our personalities allow people to be who they want, like be themselves. True, essentially, because um, we don't give a fuck. It's just like be yourself. But at the same time, like we can tell when you when you're trash. We can tell we can when tell. you're bad. I can also tell yeah. when, like I said a few funny things, and then now I have to be like a super nice guy, and I want to be like yeah. an idiot in ADHD, and I'm like, so I can't make any more jokes, can I? Um, yeah. So like, how was your day? Like, ugh, and then it gets boring. And, then, uh, and don't get me wrong, I've dated some people like that. They were the kindest, most innocent, awesome humans that there were, and I was legit in love because right. of their kindness. Like, right. oh my, humans can act like this? I'm like, this is, this is a of What is this? <laughs> Why are you nice to me? Jesus, don't you, don't you touch me. <laughs> God. Oh my God, she was an angel. Um, yeah, 100% would I would have died happy with her. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, long distance, I uh, really don't believe in that because I'm just not that type no. of cat. And so we stayed Me friends either. and it is what it is. Now she's married to some awesome dude. So good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know based on subtle things that I say or cues, 
on how they talk to me, how they talk about others if they're negative. I don't like people mm-hmm. that get super negative or trash talking about people. That freaks me out. Uh, I look and see how they treat people around them, how they listen to me, or how they listen to other people. You good? Mom walks in. You're good. All right. There we go. Yeah, we're almost done. We're good. Uh, So I was saying, um, it's really about how they treat others, how they Mm -hmm. treat me, how they may treat people around us. Are they listening to me? Are they listening to others? Because I'm watching them while they talk to others. How are they treating the waiting staff? Right. Right? What, What are the subtle things that they're doing it lets me know that they're safe. Are they being negative and trash talking a lot of stuff? Do they have goals? What's their intelligence like? Are they funny? Yes. Where's their kindness? How do they talk about their family and friends and loved ones? Is mm-hmm. their special interests? What are they? There's a lot of different things that let me feel safe with someone. Right. I remember I was uh, I went on some I went on I talked to this human online and then we met. We're friends now. She get married now. Mm-hmm. I actually helped her stay in this fucking marriage. Uh, but when we were, well, stay in the relationship, not to self-sabotage. But yeah. before that, like, we were, like, pseudo-dating. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first date, it was, she said, she's like, yeah, you just talked the whole time. It's like, I did? She's like, yeah, you just talked about how much you love your job. And I was like, I went on a full neurodivergent rant, didn't I? She's like, yep. <laughs> she tells me this afterwards, like, the next day, two days later. Uh, right. And she said, I literally just wanted you to kind of go away because I thought you were just some asshole. And then you just started being cute and being funny and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, because I was, I, don't know, I was just, I didn't know what to say on the day. It was like my first date in years. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You asked me a question, bitch, I answered it. I love my job. I love it. <laughs> I love my students. All right. I oh, do. Yeah. I know. And like, she's like, I hate my fucking job. How dare you? Um, <laughs> I remember she said this. She's like, I was legit going to like just leave your ass at the pub that night. I was like, why did you invite me back to your house? Because you started being cute and funny and like quirky and it was enjoyable. And you randomly gave me a kiss on my forehead. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I just like, I just walked up to her and I was like, boop. <laughs> I booped her. That's how you get them off their toes. I'm like, mm, yeah, forehead. And she actually moved, you know, like I actually like jammed my teeth into her forehead. So it was kind of bad. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Going teeth first. <laughs> 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 yeah. Missed it. <laughs> um, but that she got to see the real me instead of the anxious me just talking about my job. Uh, right takes time for that yeah. to come out of me for you it takes time yeah me and you need to feel safe comfortable we need to feel joy we need to be not be annoyed we also need to be not be scared of like some crazy shit they may talk about like me and you see drama yeah. we're out oh yeah no i don't mess with it as long as as soon as drama happens i'm like go Mago. Mago. any type of situation where it's like it might get dramatic especially i don't like it's when it comes to like women and just drama, just drama. I can't be doing that shit. It's bro. overwhelming. Like if it's real life shit, that's one thing. But yep. if it's like unnecessary things yep. to where you're just like overly doing something, it's like a situation where it doesn't matter. That's when I'm kind of like out, you know, it's kinda tough. Like, yeah. It could be overwhelming and it's too much for us to handle. We got our own lives. And so in friendships yeah. or romance, we you got to be put together as well. And I'm not saying that you need to be perfect because I'm sure it's not fucking perfect. Yeah. I have meltdowns. So, um, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So it's a I thing. Have all, I have them all the time. I'm just, yeah. Anytime I'm driving, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Survive. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's, let's change the pace. Let's put it into a different gear. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about it, why students feel comfortable with me. It's safe. I'm comforting. I'm validating. I'm affirming. I'm not always giving them direction. But at the end, I am mm-hmm. giving them the law, the things that we need to do, we need to accomplish. Uh, we talked about it last pod. Like there's some right. measurable things that we need to run towards. But also I'm going to hear you out. And we're going to talk and have a good time. 
or I'm going to allow you to tank if you need to tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had many different mentors, so we're going to go from the mentee side. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have my dad, which is a, a strong, masculine dude. I have my mom, mm-hmm. which is a hyper-masculine woman, uh, tenacious. And then I've had met multiple teachers help me and support me, but it's been mostly women that have supported me, mentored me, guided me, therapized me. Um, what do you think that is, though? What do you think it's mainly like women that have kind of guided you along? Well, a lot of them were professors and teachers, and so there's just a lot of women in that profession. Um, but, like, you know, I understand, like, you know, that's part of the profession, but it's like it seems like you've been a little bit more drawn to especially women, like, you know. Or they're, or they're drawn to me. Uh, like too. I said, I've that had too. a few teachers that were dudes. One specifically, mm-hmm. uh, senior year English teacher. He was just awesome, dude. He was. I thought he was a fucking vampire, straight up. <laughs> I thought he was fucking Dracula. Like he would talk like the Count and shit. Like it was fucking weird. One, two. Yes, he did. Two. Definitely <laughs> autistic. Definitely autistic. But he would sit down and work with me. Uh, my eighth grade detention teacher. Uh, might have been seventh grade detention teacher. Uh, I was so bad that I had a legit uh, detention half the day. And so me and the bad kids would just clean up the lab and like do crazy shit and learn science. It was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But like he showed a lot of interest. Like there was always people that showed interest where some of the other professors, mentors, bosses would look at me like gross. Right. It would literally, literally, they would make a face like, "Ugh." Some hmm. of them would make a face like they were scared, like, "Like, damn it, calm down." Um, yeah. I think the women there's uh, there's just a nurturing kindness and more loving, more attention. All right, there's just it's gendered for sure on how right. men and women show up to like nurture people. So let's let's move forward into graduate school. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong black woman took a hold of me, mm-hmm. was educating me, and she she was like mean as shit, but she was like I loved her. She gave me a hug in my graduation. I was fucking crying on stage. It was intense. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the first time she gave me back a paper, and she was like, "This is fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is dog shit." She took me outside and like, wow. "This is shit." She's like, "If you want to stay in this program, you need to do better, or you need to fail, drop out now. Like you need to drop out now." I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, it was intense. I'm in the hallway fucking sobbing. Like, everyone's walking out of class. I'm like, well, this is fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, that was panic. My first paper, first semester in my master's program, you're trash. Mm-hmm. Then she started working with me uh, mentally and telling me to seek more services. I remember one of my teachers from Peru, same semester, failed that paper too. She's like, she sat me down and went through my paper and she's like, legit validated the shit on me. She's like, you're smart as shit. And you've got all these references. I know you did your research. You just can't write. Mm-hmm. Like your thoughts are everywhere and jumbled and you're dyslexic and there's typos everywhere. She's just, but you were to organize this shit. Nah, she'd be, you'd be a badass. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel good. Uh, so she stayed with me for a while. Then I had an internship, which I got kicked out of because they were just terrible. They wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't acknowledge me. They wouldn't make any eye contact. They wouldn't try to support me. Uh, they would just ignore me. It was horrible. I felt like a bad puppy in their office that just wet the wet the carpet or some shit. It was horrible. I was throwing up before I went into work. Eventually, I just stopped showing up, and then I got fired. Uh, and she tried to screw me over so bad. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And they almost kicked me out of school. I had to go to this fucking tribunal thing uh, to stay in school. Uh, horrible. Um, this Mexican woman there at the internship though took me under her wing and then I got in trouble from that from the white lady. So then they put me at this new internship with this other black woman and she was a badass boy. She didn't take no shit. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, Sharon out at Aquinas University in Michigan. And she, man, I love her to death. I owe her mm-hmm. my entire career uh, because she corrected everything and taught me everything that I know and validated me, sat with me for hours after work. Hours mm-hmm. after work. Uh, teaching me how to be a man, how to be a therapist and a man. Um, I was always scared of all these women. There was always highly intelligent, mostly women of color. I respected mm-hmm. them. I respected them 
always one, the supreme intelligence. I looked up to them. I admired them, but I also felt safe mm. to give them some of my weaknesses. I was also starving for guidance. Mm-hmm. Was needy. Starving for it. Teach me. I'll fucking do anything you want me to do. Just tell me what to do. You'll find a lot of autistic folk. Tell me what to fucking do. I'll do it. But you just tell me, mm-hmm. like, go over there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fuck it up because you didn't tell me what to do. Right. So I found people that would actually be patient with me and tell me what to do. And I was a star. A stud. One of the best interns that she's ever had. Because she actually told me what to do. Right. What am I supposed to know? Uh, the white lady's like, you should just know. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm uh, this is my first time ever being a therapist. What the fuck are you talking about? It's intense. Um, then I get to St. Mary's, hmm. and it was a little white lady. Hmm. Super nice, super kind, also highly intelligent, terrified the shit out of me because of the intelligence, which was awesome. She told me she was on Oprah and on NBC, and she was on all these big-time court things uh, in Minnesota state law. Like She was a badass in, in the cities. Uh-huh. Uh, as a therapist specializing in women that were sex offenders. Um, and she, I was like, that's it. I'm signing up to work under you. I want to work under badass people. Mm-hmm. So I left Sharon cause she offered me the job and I went to St. Mary's. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had another supervisor there too, that guided me. Ruth was very loving supportive kind she was very good at digging deep all of them are good at digging deep those fuckers <laughs> God, they so many... be surface level yeah Fuck. they ask so many questions they dig 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 and i always wanted to do good for them as like they were my mom mm, right. i got mommy issues it's a thing yeah yeah we've, we've talked about it on the show we, yeah, know, yeah people know about it i, and I think want... that's one of the big reasons right like for me I don't really go for any type of like, like, cause I already have my mom, you know, and she's big part of my life. And so I never really kind of seek out um, any type of validation, I guess, even though there are a lot of great women, older women too around Mm -hmm. me. But at the same time, I already know my mom is there. And so I don't really look for that. I always try to look for um, more men than anything to try and um, get more mentorship from them. But that's the thing. Like I, I haven't, I've never really had any type of like mentorship mm-hmm. um, from people before, you know, closest I've ever had was probably you and some coaches back in high school. Yep. Um, and that's about it because a lot of people just, I'm, I'm very quiet and I don't really talk to people. That's your thing. You, know? you were quiet and say, so were me, I was yep. always getting in trouble and running my head against the wall. And they're like, look at this stupid idiot. He's just, he's just so admirable. <laughs> they, they, they just always love me. They, they, it's like the dog, the little puppy that was running, running, running and fucking nails himself right into the wall. Yeah. I'm that old dog who just like, put him down. <laughs> you know, someone asked for a lobotomy. <laughs> Please. Yes. Right here. Just get it over with. So I think that's probably the difference between me and you is people latched on to me and showed me all that love and affection because mm-hmm. they're like, they wanted to help where you, it looks like you were more self-sufficient because you were a little bit quieter, more isolated, and you just did your own thing. You minded your business. Sometimes. But then also sometimes I always just wanted like attention and shit, you know, um, and just did stupid shit to get attention. Yep. Really stupid. We all did. One time there was a, kid I was in the it was like the men's bathroom and this kid was in the stall just whistling happily i was just like fuck this guy and i grabbed his binder and threw it in the urinal oh my god spencer you were piccolo <laughs> my only friend yep i told you man me and you well i've got some we both got some skeletons uh yeah but I mean, I told you that's a lot of us though. A lot of us were our toxic selves and every day we're mm-hmm. literally getting better and better. And so I am not a yeah. perfect human. You are not a perfect human, but that's yeah. our growth pattern. I'm not the man that I used to be. Thank God. Yeah. Same here. And I like students to know that. I, like, it's like how we idolize like Martin Luther King. Like mm-hmm. man, he had a lot of fucked up traits too. And he was an idiot until he got into seminary. He was getting C's and D's and failing. There was a lot of issues with womenizing and this and that. There. 
He has some stuff mm-hmm. now. He is not like this saint of an individual. And so mm-hmm. I think it was very humanizing when I read his book called The Seminary, not his book, a book called mm-hmm. The Seminarium. Mm-hmm. And I got to see like his, his idiocy, right? And him failing right. classes right. and all that, then slowly prestiging all the way up. Right. I was like, oh, look at that. Everyone has a growth. They don't just come out crystal clear and clean and well cut and intelligent. Like you can be an idiot and grow. I mean, look at Malcolm X. Like he was deep into some trouble before he went to Islam. And then, you know, he found his way and then found out to be like a really poignant, well spoken leader. Yeah. So with him, who knows? Could be bipolar. Could be neurodivergent himself. Uh, he was highly intelligent, wanted to be a lawyer. And his teacher's yeah. like, yeah, look at here, little brown boy. You'll never be I a mean, lawyer. Yeah. And then that yeah. was it. It destroyed him. And then the murder of his father and, and his mom going insane. Her mental health. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was all uh, Lansing uh, that she went crazy. Uh, oh. And then that started his career of, like, hooliganism. Mm-hmm. And then he got in trouble with the law multiple times, and then he went to Islam, and then cleaned up a lot of things about himself when he was in prison. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, there was some radicalism, but then it cleaned up again as he transferred out and started loving mm-hmm. people and seeing people. And he made the trip to Mecca to see yeah. all these Muslims be together and love each other and feed him and clothe him and take care of him and his wife. And there's a prestige. And so, right, the world, they make you hate, they make you think that him and Martin hated each other. But at the mm-hmm. end, they were more alike than ever. Uh, and that's why they had to kill them both, because they were becoming too powerful, too, too influential, too loving. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, and You're so, I like to see that prestige. Oklahoma. Yeah. The prestige can happen. You could be one thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of us on the pod have been through a lot of trouble. A lot of people that listen to us, a lot of fucked up shit in, in the world, right? A lot of neurodivergent bullying, neglect, right? Overstimulation, LGBTQ, all that stuff. You could, a flower can still grow in the desert. Some of y'all Google this shit. Go into Google bar, type in flower grows in the desert. Click on images. You'll see some pretty shit. Uh, it's very beautiful. I had a student that told me that and I Googled it and I said, this is awesome mm-hmm. it shouldn't grow and yet it does so a lot of us that are broken still beauty i used to say for people like piccolo you like fruit and they'd be like what the fuck is this fat guy talking about this motherfucker hungry again you mean cake nick <laughs> you mean cake <laughs> well i'm a fruit cake so <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, and i said you like fruit and they're like no that's what you're talking about i said you ever eat one of bananas with like got a little bruise on it or like an apple with a cut on it or something like that i said yeah you you, they said yeah i eat it so what do you do they said you cut around it or you you know or you slice part of that apple off i said yeah and then you eat the shit don't you still good taste because real sweet too it's a little old (laughs) just like that bruised fucking apple or that bruised banana, you still got a whole lot of nutrition, a whole lot of goodness and sweetness to you now. Someone's going to love the shit out of it. Yeah. Remember that. Just because you got some bruises doesn't mean that you're worthless. If that's true, shit, am I, I might as well be dead already. I'm bruised. I'm beaten up. Yeah. I ain't too bruised now, but what's for a while there? For yeah. a while, until yeah. I, I just remember in grad school, I always felt completely worthless because people were telling me that I was worthless in my internship. Right. People were telling me that I was inappropriate, and now I'm like one of the best counselors there are. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, why did you? Why did you take my joy? Why did you try to burn out my light? Why did you try to change me so much to be like you, miserable? Why try to instill fear in me? Why? Why do that? When all my mentors and all the black women and women, brown women I've went under, all they did was gas me up to be the best version of myself. But these other people try to steal it from you. Your classmates. And they don't even know that they tried to steal it from me, but they did. Mm-hmm. So safety. Who affirms yeah. you, who validates you, who still calls you on your shit. 
Uh, so like Piccolo, you can push, go on, right, and push and push and push, but do you do it with love? Do they do? Do you know that it's loving? Do you have talks and debriefs afterwards? Mm-hmm. Right, because uh, you can't just get abused and then just get left out. Like there needs to be some talking and debriefing. This isn't a fucking anime. Um, right. It, it's cl- leadership and mentorship is complex, mm-hmm. and being the person under it, you need to know who you trust and why you trust them. You need to question them. Don't ever believe all the shit that me and Spence say. Question it, interpret yeah. it, think if it's true for you or not. Right? I want. We want you to go back home and think. Go back home and think. Don't just believe all the shit that we say now. I don't believe you had the shit I say. Hey, if you find a point that is a lot more intelligent or it makes sense more to you, go for it. Awesome. We're human. We're not always going to be right. We're just trying to get a lot of folks to think, think of different ways. We're also trying to provide humor and love and connection on the podcast. We're trying to normalize things. We're trying to make people feel seen like you're not fucking weird or worthless uh, with this podcast. And so the the 8,000 on Instagram and the 2,000 on YouTube, right? But we got a lot of fans now. But like real, real supporters that actually listen to everything that we say, there's probably about 100 of them out there. So you 100, mm-hmm. much love. Much love. Thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing our materials. Much appreciated. We're doing this for y'all, and eventually we're going to start going live too. So I just wanted y'all to know that. And on location, people, on location, it's going to be great. We're going to be in the woods talking shit. We're probably going to die. Yeah. Cocaine bear. First time campers. So that's good. Uh, But yeah, in the summer, we'll start that up and then we'll start getting more fan engagement through lives. But, uh, Mm I feel like that's mm-hmm. about it for the pod, unless you got more stuff. No, I think we're good. So thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, please make sure to go onto our website, check out our merch. This is the first version of it. I can barely see it. That's good. Awesome. Um, but yeah, first version. I'm going to get some stuff soon. I'm going to wear it on here. I'm yep. going to be like, you haven't gotten this sweatshirt yet? You should. Yep. So, yes. And then also, please subscribe down below. We'd really appreciate it. Right down there. Right down here. Um, yes. So, just want to say thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, I'm Spencer. That's Nazir. This is the Different Spectrums Podcast. Most love, peoples. Do your thing. Bye.